0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're talking about will Eternals be more of a standalone movie or will it be more of a crossover? More directors talking shit about Marvel and will Venom be connected to the MCU? So we'll talk about that. Plus lots of feedback, all that and more. Right? If the that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll.
1: And I'm Ashley Coffin.
0: Ash, how you doing today, man?
1: I'm amazing, Matt. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. Amazing feels like more of like a judgment call of like like how you are, like what's your what you do in the world. Like I'm amazing. I'm
1: it was a- my day off, so like I oh, had yeah. a day. I got a workout in. We cooked some pesto chicken. Nice. I had some wine, so I'm like super in a good mood.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> we had a really good day yesterday. We like. Uh, woke up, kicked around the house for a couple hours, then just took a, like, two-hour nap, like, in the middle of the afternoon. Ugh. And then we, like, made a, she, she made, uh, Alyssa made an awesome breakfast. And then we, like, made a, she made steaks for dinner, like, grilled out. It was so good. Mm. And played played a board game and then watched some stupid TV and just, like, you know, <laughs> just great, just a great night. Just
1: a good day.
0: Yeah. So, I feel you. I like it.
1: Let's dive into this news.
0: Yeah, we just got a few news things. Some of it news, some of it rumor, and let's see what we got here. Uh, The director, uh, Chloe Zhao, uh, from The Eternals, uh, says that The Eternals will stand alone but have a big effect on the MCU. Uh, The exact quote is, I think we stand alone as a film for sure, but I do think we will have a very big effect on the future of the MCU with what happens in this film. Uh which you know, as a fan is really satisfying for me. I geek out. And I
1: love her. Me
0: too. Just I <laughs> saying I geek out makes me really like have yeah. a great affection for I, uh, Chloe like, Zhao. Anybody
1: who's worried about this movie need not be. Mm. Like we have this badass director female at the helm oscar winning female might I add you who is throwing geeked out at the end of her quotes i love her <laughs>
0: yeah she clearly loves what she's loves the content that she's making and loves that loves that it's going to have an effect on the mcu and uh this kind of reason i put this in here really was we were talking about it last week with shang chi uh, how uh, we had recommended just if you haven't, if, if your, uh, if your wife hasn't seen anything, just go see Shang-Chi. We think it'll be standalone. And it, and it really was. Yeah. It sounds like they're doing exactly what we've been sort of talking about them doing, which is like starting from scratch with the MCU. They've got so much to work with, and we're going to get movies like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange later this, later this phase. But like these two movies are really building a new thing for the MCU. It
1: really feels like new books in like a trilogy hmm. you know like it's like you got your first 10 and then it's like that writer's like okay we're gonna keep this going on but they're starting with all new people and right. it's scary because you don't know if you're gonna like it and you're not gonna know like oh it doesn't have my vibe like i like shit that i like mm-hmm. you know like i know what i like and i yeah. like it and i still haven't accepted that cap and like iron man are gone yet because we haven't really moved that much forward yet
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so it's an exciting and scary time.
0: I totally agree. And it's, it's weird. Uh, cause I still, yeah, I don't know what is the MCU, you know, it's like a very different place than it was two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. a totally different focus, totally new characters. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested how I will feel going to see these movies.
1: It's like the um, Rob Stark's character in the Eternals. I'm sorry, I can't remember what his name is. Uh, being like, well, who's gonna lead the Avengers? And he's like, well, I can, I'm qualified. And you're just like, oh, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> who's gonna lead the Avengers?
0: Yeah. Are there such a thing as the Avengers? That's the other question. Like, what is going on here? Hmm. hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a scary, scary time for such a, for fans of this stuff because like, what are, and you know us as podcasters like what is this even going to be in a year or two? Like what are these will will Tom Holland still be in the MCU? Will Doctor Strange still be around? Will these other these other sort of anchors to the universe that we have now? Will we have the same affection for the Eternals? I love Shang-Chi. I'm really excited to see where he what happens with him next. But I I haven't seen him interact in the bigger world as much, you know. Right. So, right? I don't know, man. I don't,
1: I don't know. know. I liked what I saw, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: At least the things that, like, I feel like Black Widow was taking us back, but introducing us to Yelena, who's going to be our future. But it wasn't, you know, too much about the future, where Shang-Chi was more of moving us to prepare us to, like, what's coming in the future. But the Eternals is going to be just a game changer.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, next here on the, uh, block, we have, uh, Dennis Villeneuve, director of Dune, says that Marvel movies are simply cut and paste. Um, and, uh, like that went all around the internet. His actual quote isn't as, um, I think as divisive as like people are making it out all over the internet. Like that he did say that. Um, but his quote here, he said that in another quote, but here his quote is, well, If we're talking about Marvel, the thing is, all these films are made from the same mold. Some filmmakers can add a little color to it, but they're all cast in the same factory. Uh, It doesn't take anything away from the movies, but they are formatted.
1: Oh, like the movie you're directing, Dennis, the (laughs) cut and paste from David Lynch that he already did and failed for you to lay the bricks so you could try to make this movie? Good luck, by the way, Dennis. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Sorry.
0: No, it's a fair point. It's like you're making a remake, and yeah, you're talking about a remake about of a the, remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It, he also says it doesn't take anything away from them. The thing is, like, Marvel movies are the hero's story. Like, it's the same story as Star Wars or whatever.
1: They're jealous too, though, because yeah. Marvel found a formula where yeah, all their movies work. Ask DC if that shit works for them. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't. It right. works for Marvel. And why? Because the people care. I don't know. Sure. No, no, I don't no, want to get too angry.
0: I totally <laughs> agree with you. And I think that Marvel is not the place where they're doing the uber experimental thing. At least the big movies aren't. Um, they do experiment sometimes with the format, but like it's, it's, it, it they're, they're, they are a little on rails for a reason. They're the big budget thing that is a contained universe trying to build on each other and move forward to tell these sweeping stories. Sure. They're cut and paste, but they are also doing things that no one has ever done before. No one's ever made twenty three movies that culminated into a huge spectacle the way that Endgame did. You know, mm-hmm. um, they, so yes, they they can be cut and paste, but like like in the sense that they are the hero's journey and they build heroes in a similar fashion. Because we have to learn yeah. to care about them. We have to learn to care about the people we're watching, or it doesn't matter. Like none of this matters exactly so let's we'll see how dune is
1: i mean they got all the good people they have tambourine saturday as like the main guy and zendaya
0: Mm. yeah i i have no doubt it'll be good
1: but it's a hard thing like david lynch is one of my favorite directors and it is just not now is the time to be able to make a movie like this and like you better get it right because Mm -hmm. you have a lot of people coming free if you don't so uh, watch what your quotes are the yeah. movie comes out.
0: Yeah, that's it's a really just bad form. Um I will say though in the actual quote he says, not to take anything away from them, but and then it's like, yeah, but you're kind of tr- you're taking something away.
1: Well, that's like <laughs> it when you roast somebody and at the very end you're like, you know, uh, aside from everything I just said, I think you're a nice person. Like <laughs> <they're-> <laughs>
0: right, right. Yeah, I I think there's something to be said. There's like, there's a point to be made here. And like, it is that like the big Disney movies have never been the place where they're, they're blazing new ground. You know what I mean? Right. The big corporate movies are never going to be that. That's what indie film is for. And then they take those ideas and then they, they work their way into the bigger films as they go. You know what I mean? As ideas yeah. are adopted as film techniques, as, Whatever. All of it. Writing techniques, film techniques, acting techniques, it all sort of, like, filters upward instead of the other way around. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Because the Disney money is not going to be the experimental money. It's just not. (laughs) I still think what they do is very valuable and good. I I, I love Neil Blomkamp's response on Twitter, though. (laughs) Neil Blomkamp just said what a fucking asshole. Like, that's just, he like tagged, (laughs) tagged the guy, tagged the story and just said, what a fucking asshole. Uh, So.
1: That was like James Cameron being like, you can't make Wonder Woman an attractive woman. Like, excuse me? Who the fuck are you? (laughs) Sit down, James Cameron. What? With your blue people. Yeah.
0: I didn't hear that. That's weird.
1: Oh no. Yeah. He, he had a lot to say about the first Wonder Woman movie. It was odd
0: that is odd. You can't make Wonder Woman attractive. Like there's never been a not attractive Wonder Woman, like in comics or in.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine with my Wonder Woman being attractive.
0: Yeah. Like the idea that a woman can't be attractive and be respected and be powerful Mm -hmm. is a stupid idea. Um, That in itself is like a sort of sexist trope of like, well, if you, if you, it's, it's like you're saying a woman can't be powerful and be attractive. So what you're saying is for a woman to be attractive, she has to have, be weak. Like that's, that's your problem, yeah, James it's, Cameron.
1: <laughs> it's like, and then they got Gal Gadot, who is the Chris Hemsworth of women, and she is just like, <laughs> How could you not enjoy every second you see of her on yeah. screen? Like she just she when she looks upset, like her, when she makes an upset face, it makes me feel upset. Hmm. Nobody does that to me. Hmm. <laughs> Gal Gadot does.
0: <laughs> when you say she's the Chris Hemsworth of women, do you mean like just the goddess, the big?
1: To me, personally, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. To me, Gal Gadot <laughs> is. Uh, Ken and I always do that if one of us says like for me we'll dramatically be like for me <laughs> <laughs> so yes for me Gal Gadot is the Chris Hemsworth her woman she is a specimen
0: yeah no no no. she absolutely is what's interesting uh, we just did the Fast and the Furious movies and she's in like three of the Fast and the Furious movies <laughs> yeah. and it's before she got the Wonder Woman job and she is just not big like she's a tiny lady mm-hmm. especially in I think it's Number three, in the the third Fast and the Furious movie, she is just a little tiny, skinny, skinny lady without the muscles, you know? And it's just amazing the transformation she had. She's still gorgeous, but she's, I I didn't recognize her.
1: She was like thin and, yeah, lean.
0: I was like, who is that? She looks, her face looks familiar.
1: (laughs) Gal Gadot.
0: That's Wonder Woman.
1: They punked her in those movies, mind you. What do you mean? I, I felt like she got so punked. Oh, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Right, right, right. I got,
0: I hear you. I hear you. I was angry. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The timeline is super weird, which we talk a whole lot about on the Benders Assemble episodes. So I won't, I won't (laughs) get into it here. But uh, (laughs) I was like, I knew there were weirdnesses with the timeline. And I was like, I can't wait to watch this close together because I've seen them all, but it's all been like spread out throughout years and years. And I was like, wasn't that guy in this one? And wasn't he, didn't he do this and that? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's weird.
1: It is weird. But whatever. Good on them. Yeah,
0: whatever. Whatever. I don't know if this is even news. And this is the problem with Disney Plus. I don't know if this is news or not. This was in a okay. news story and I have I'd never seen this alternate ending before. And they acted in the news story like that it just dropped on Disney Plus, but it might not have. This could have been an alternate ending that's been on the DVDs, but there's a Thor alternate ending that I'd never seen before. Um, that this this news news source that I was looking through found, um, and it was like this Thor alternate ending mentions sword, which I thought was just kind of oh. cool. And it's it's on um it's on the extras on Disney Plus. You can watch it, and it's uh, an alternate ending where Eric Selvig is like talking about them uh, working on. Um uh, the, the the different maps of the universe. They're like, We need all of Shields maps, we also need all of Swords maps. And it's like
1: uh,
0: Oh, they mentioned Sword in wow. the first Thor movie and then they cut it, of course.
1: Does if anybody has a Thor original DVD, go check and then let us know.
0: Yeah, let us know if that ending's on there. I'm really curious because that's the thing is like we know they've been making changes to Wandavision, weirdly.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Like,
0: they keep making changes to that last scene where she's in the cabin, and we don't know if that's, like, on purpose. Are they trying to fix things? Are they trying to... You know what I'm talking about? Have you heard about this? Yeah.
1: The mountains. I didn't actually go back and look at it, though. Have you?
0: I've only seen screenshots. I haven't either.
1: Yeah, I'll have to go check. But it's, like, it's been so long, I wouldn't remember now if it was different.
0: Well, that's the problem. (laughs) Like, back in the day, Star Wars, you know, the whole, like... Lucas problem of like, I'm going to fix my movie and remake it and remake the same movie and redo special editions and this edition and this, like <laughs> apparently like the first version of Star Wars that came to theaters, like his first special edition was like a year after the movie came out. Like he was already putting hmm. new versions in theaters because they made enough money to like do some of the things he wanted to, to fix do. It
1: up. Yeah. Ah. So,
0: so, so even the thing that we all grew up on was not the original Star
1: Wars. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's weird now with streaming. We can't even know because we don't even have video. We don't have recordings of the original. You know?
1: Yeah. Mm. I don't have any old VHSs anymore.
0: Yeah, oh, and, and we definitely don't have old VHSs of Wandavision to check the tape. You know? What oh I mean? yeah,
1: that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like they could. I guess somebody can do a side by side, but I'll never know if it was doctored. And I don't trust anything I've seen on the internet.
0: <laughs> that and that's the point. We can't trust anything we see yeah. on the internet. And Marvel I love when Marvel lies to me about stuff that's coming. I don't know if I love that they lie to me about things that happened already.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't go back and change it. Like it's too late.
0: It's kinda weird. It's kinda weird. I remember when uh WandaVision came out, there was that there was that thing where um you could see inside of Paul Bettney's arm where it wasn't painted. Do you remember this?
1: Oh yeah, and then they had to fix it. They it's fixed like the it. Starbucks cup from Game of Thrones. Well like, exactly.
0: Oops. But they fixed it like Two days after it dropped, they were like, oh, get in there and fix that. And then they just re-uploaded it. Like, what the hell? It's crazy.
1: Yeah. We know all about that. (laughs) Yeah. Movie magic.
0: Movie magic. Time machine. Last thing that I wanted to mention in the news section is that uh, uh, Venom is being heavily rumored to have a connection to the MCU, which, as we mentioned, comes out in two weeks.
1: I saw the picture.
0: Oh, you're talking about the picture of Tom Hardy? Yeah. Yeah, there's a picture of Tom Hardy going around the internet that he's wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home hat.
1: He's a troll. I don't trust him. I I know. (laughs) I'm with you. But I also think, like, if there's anybody to bring to the MCU, the person not to waste is Tom Hardy. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: I don't know if I want him as Venom. I can think of, like, ten other... Sure. i'm very smitten for tom hardy <laughs> yeah he could be a whole lot of things like i know it's cliche but i would love him for wolverine i really would
0: Ooh, yeah
1: he's short and stacked and buff and he you know he has like he could be he would make up a really good voice because he's oh, a good for voice sure. actor and he's got the he gruffness get into it oh i know oh my god i would yeah. just love it yeah, yeah.
0: so much i'm 100 with you i think he'd be a great wolverine um but he's venom as of now and like
1: yay
0: i also think not. <laughs> I think including <laughs> him as Venom. Like not including Venom in the MCU feels weird too. Like if you're going to have Spider-Man, never getting to Venom feels weird. So I want Venom well, to be around. It
1: feels bad that we didn't get to experience Venom as a bad guy because he's such a good villain and yeah. this is he's such an anti-hero with Tom Hardy that I in the MCU would prefer like a very scary Venom like we're used to in the comics cuz it took a long time for him to become Agent Venom. Right. But it just bringing him over we're going to have this anti-hero Venom that we all love and that's I don't know. I guess we can just do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I don't love it. If
1: they go Carnage, but it's still not the same.
0: Right. 100%. It's not the, it's not the same at all. And it's it's a different story and I'm okay with different stories, but I am there's certain elements I'm missing and I hate that it's If it was all creative decisions, I wouldn't mind it so much. If it was all like, this is the story they want to tell, but it's rights issues. And I hate that stuff getting in the way of the story being told the way it should be told.
1: Just let it go. Yeah. Sony.
0: Let it go, Sony.
1: Let it go. Let it go.
0: Let it go. Uh, but also, uh, Twitter, a Twitter post put out by Sony, um, said the universe is expanding. With Venom hmm. uh, uh, There Will Be Carnage, I think it's called. Right. So Ooh. that 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 that's the things that people are people are holding on to those two little pieces of information and saying that it's possible there's some uh connection.
1: Well, we already kind of knew they were starting with that stuff with the Morbius sure. movie, um, because Michael Keaton char- mm-hmm. character from Spider Man was in there. So this isn't like some, it's not new news, but it's new news for Venom, but like we already kind of knew they were starting to do that by sure. having that character show up there. So it's like, what's your game plan? Yeah. I need to know.
0: <laughs> do you have a game plan? Is Kevin Feige involved? Like those are the two things I need to know. <laughs> I just don't want them to like go off and do their own thing and it not make sense with what the overall game plan for the MCU is. Because MCU is putting out three or four movies a year right now. Like, it takes a lot of coordination and if Sony's just randomly making other movies that are supposed to be in the same universe, but they don't fit what's going on, like, that'll be really a problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But they can be like, not canon. I don't know.
0: Yeah. They can.
1: Don't mess this up, Sony.
0: But then the thing is like is it not canon if Tom Hardy is showing up and or if if this movie ends with a clear tie into the MCU or something uh will will we be able to say it's not canon if Tom Holland's showing up over here I guess there's variants alternate timelines all that stuff we can say now.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just makes it so easy.
0: Yeah. I don't want it to be so easy. I want them to like I don't either. build a universe that is contiguous. Mm. Huh. <clears throat> grumpy old man cares about canon (laughs) we've got got 12 years of canon we've been following here 13? 13 years of canon the only thing that
1: they could kind of do is have stuff that's happening with Venom kind of be blamed on Spider-Man too, and he has to go out there to figure that out like I don't know how they're ready for him because that's all in San Francisco right?
0: right so they'd have to travel but that's not too hard I mean they're jumping universes
1: who else is in San Fran Uh, Ant-Man?
0: yeah ooh Mm. i'd watch an ant-man versus venom movie
1: yeah me too <laughs> maybe he's gonna show up to help him take on carnage
0: yeah, that would that would be super badass if I'd carnage lose is my
1: mind
0: i would absolutely lose my mind if there was like a giant man like swatting off like carnage
1: <laughs> get off
0: or, or or wasp for that matter especially after her appearance in this uh last week's um uh, what if I really liked her in that a lot The
1: the zombie one
0: yeah the
1: yeah zombie yeah. One.
0: yeah yeah uh so we have we have uh so lots of feedback to get to here and uh we have a bunch of just like random scattershot feedback from all kinds of things and then we have some spider-man feedback and some uh hawkeye feedback so we're going to dive into that. Um, we'll be hitting the random stuff first. I'll let you know when we're transitioning to Hawkeye trailer and Spider-Man trailer feedback, too. All right. First up, we have Justin Alexander on Gmail says, you all need to have an easily accessible audio clip of Ash yelling, it was the best shit <laughs> from the feedback. <laughs> what if the world lost its mightiest heroes episode? Because Ash voice, it was the
1: best shit.
0: love you all 3000 justin alexander sweet thanks man
1: yeah quality assurance chemist at new belgium brewing what an amazing job title
0: that is a pretty great job quality assurance chemist i like it
1: i didn't feel like i could recreate it so i had to leave it hanging in the moment
0: Yeah, no, I'll have, to, I'll have to go see if I can find that. But who needs a audio clip when we've got the real Ashley Coffin right here?
1: a mess. <laughs> <It's about laughs> <laughs> Alyssa Jane Haynes on Patreon says, Hey guys, no specific feedback. I just want to say thank you. Gave birth to my sweet daughter a month ago, and I've appreciated getting to enjoy the cast each week through this crazy, exciting time. And I'm loving the Final Fantasy Leagues I just joined with the fellow Pandas. Got the grandparents to babysit. Oh, fantasy football league? Yeah. Oh yeah, that thing I'm involved in. Oh yeah, that thing. I think this is actual
0: fantasy football, not superhero draft that we did. I think this is a whole different thing.
1: Got the grandparents to babysit and ventured out with the hubs to see Shang-Chi. It was so damn good. I completely forgot to feel anxious or scared about the fact that my kiddo was at home without me for the very Mm -hmm. first time. Talk about quality escapism. Thanks again for creating this community. Love all the pandas 3000.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you, Alyssa. You're, you you have big congratulations on the child. And like that is a huge testament to Shang-Chi's ability to create escapism that you can leave your child for, for the afternoon and let that go. So hard. Mm -hmm. Um, when you've been caring for another being and then like you get a break, like someone takes care of it for you. Like it's a weird, it's like you're, you're used to having this little being next to you and then. (laughs) <laughs> that's gone right now and you're like wait where you keep like reaching back for the ghost of the being i've had that experience <laughs> with my niece and my dog when i'm caring for both of them <laughs> i'm just like wait where's my niece oh yeah my- where are you at <laughs> she's, she's she's with a babysitter right now right um that's awesome congrats Eliza. <laughs> and i'm so congrats. glad you're enjoying the panda community if you guys aren't uh more involved with the panda community uh the stranded panda community we go to straight panda uh go to facebook.com Slash group slash sp chat. It's like the stranded panda chat group on Facebook. Just or you can just search for stranded panda chat, and it's just a great place to sort of get to know other people like that love this stuff. Basically, it's been it's just been a great uplifting community for a lot of folks, and I'm super proud of it. Me too. Yeah,
1: Brandon Colquitt. Says, hey guys, I'm Brendan Colquitt, but everyone calls me Riggs, Riggs, and I shall be writing in as that. <laughs> Myrtle. Um, I'm a Mohawk mechanic from Colorado, and I have a passion for storytelling. I'm even a new fantasy author with the Tacoa Accords on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed a new pod to listen to at work. I found your podcast after Loki. I heard a few early episodes and really liked it, so I listened to some of the backlog. Okay, most of the backlog. Wow. Okay, fine. I listened to all of the backlog. Oh. It was fun to know the future and hear your predictions. I've never seen a podcast that fully had conversations with their listeners, and I was very excited to catch up and get into the conversations. I'm now at your 500th celebration, and I'm so excited to join in. I'm sending this before I even catch up wonder where it'll put when i hear it my boyfriend is only a dirty filthy casual his favorite is scarlet witch so i have few people to talk to about it uh so watch for more feedback from me as i plan to annoy the shit out of you about marvel and <laughs> brendan i love all that <laughs> he was making me laugh too much to read the end properly <laughs>
0: i love it oh, thank you brendan I- it's yeah, always- Yeah, thank you
1: five months from now when you read that, when you get to this. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I feel like we've upped the- we're- we're like upping our speed of putting stuff out. So people that are trying to catch up, we're like, yeah, tre- just keep trying. We're like throwing barrels at them. <laughs> we're the monkeys throwing barrels at them as they try to run up the scaffolding. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's so cool, Brendan. And, uh, it, it blows me away when people go back and listen to the whole backlog. Cause we're like, I don't know, we're nearing 600 episodes now. And it's crazy. Just crazy that folks uh get get so go into the whole catalog. It's it's super gratifying. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh yeah, when you catch up, you know, we'll 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 get to have those conversations. But we're starting right now. <laughs> we're having it. We're having it.
1: <laughs> we are having them. We'll help turn your dirty gash boyfriend into a full blown lover of it all.
0: We'll do our best. We'll
1: tell you all the right things to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Allie Fox on Facebook says, hi, I just started listening to the podcast a month or so ago, went all the way back to the beginning. And when you there did the shield rewatch, lol. Wow. Another, that's awesome. Uh, I love it so, f- I love it so far. Uh, it made me want to rewatch agents of shield. Well, I finished just now, uh, benefits of being sick and on bed rest. Haha. Oh, well, hope you feel better. I wanted to pick your brains about potential for Daisy Johnson slash Quake to come back into the MCU for either her own show or in the movies. Uh, What are your thoughts on this? Uh, Sorry if you say it eventually. I'm far behind. We've talked about it a few times, but yeah. What do you What do you think? What are you What's the potential? You. You weren't as... uh, Don't
1: ask me. I didn't watch that show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was was before Ashley's time on the podcast, and she wasn't into The the Shield. Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. I I think she's great. I I love the actress who plays her. I love the character building they've had with her all seven seasons. But I just don't think they're going to do it. I just think they want to do their own thing. And now that they've got the X-Men back, they're... I doubt they're gonna introduce the inhumans for a while. They're probably gonna just let that lie.
1: Was she an inhuman?
0: Yeah, she was an inhuman.
1: Okay. Did she fall off of that uh Scott bucked it up show?
0: No, no. So she okay. was on Agents of Shield from the beginning. I spoiler alert for Agents of Shield. Um she's on Agents of Shield and like season two or three it gets introduced to the idea of the inhumans as a race, which are these like People that have a gene from like a distant time. And when they touch this substance, they become their full form inhuman or whatever. They go into a cocoon uh, okay. and come out of it. And there are a, uh, they're an inhuman. So she's introduced as an inhuman, but the inhuman show was about the royal family of inhumans, which is right, like a group,
1: right? Medusa. And, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So this is, she's, she's different, but the same, the same, like her powers come from the same place. But they never interacted. Okay,
1: okay. that makes just, sense. Yeah, I know that that's Melissa's favorite characters, so I will back uh, anything Melissa says a hundred percent. So I hope that she gets her own show or movie. Yeah, even though I don't know who she is, because it's just in Melissa.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, we we all trust in Melissa. I think they think that they have to have everybody like know everything about the character when they introduce them. But they did. They've done things like on Agent Carter. Um, they brought in Jarvis, who was like um, the the driver of Howard Stark in Endgame. In, in Do you remember that driver? Do you know this at all? Yeah. So Jarvis was was on Agent Carter, the show. And right. it's like...
1: I watched that, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Cool, yeah. So they've done things like that, and I think that's how you do it. You just introduce them as a character. They're fully formed. You may tell a little bit of their backstory, but you don't have to know every piece of their backstory to understand who the character is, you know? You can right. have a character be introduced, sort of sprinkle the backstory in, in a way that's not annoying to new people or old people, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think they, they've they got... It's the same thing with the Defenders, which is the... That's my... uh like, pet project. I want to see the Defenders show up. Like, I really want Daredevil uh, to come back.
1: I know, and it has to be Charlie Cox.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I I just have a feeling they're not going to do much of that. Although with the multiverse, they might try some multiverse like, nods to all these characters. It's like
1: the perfect way to do it, you know? uh,
0: Yeah, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't just be part of the universe that we've all been watching all yeah. this time.
1: Uh, they already have the perfect cast of actors. Just... Do it. Just I think it. it's Netflix. I feel like there's some kind of like Netflix won't give it up. There's some kind of back person that I need to go beat the shit out of. <laughs> because They're just not letting it go. And if I ever find out who it is, they're in trouble.
0: Well, supposedly there was a two-year moratorium on them being able to work on anything related to those characters.
1: Okay. so well, it's been longer, right?
0: It's just now passed like in the last few months. But the thing is okay. they technically, the the rule was, from what I understand, these are all kind of rumors because... Whatever. But the rule is, you're not even allowed to work on a project related, so they can't have meetings with Charlie Cox. They can't do this. So, like, they can't do anything to plan to have Charlie Cox in the universe. Stink. Yeah.
1: Hollywood stinks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, Netflix put a lot of work behind those shows, and then... I mean, Marvel's the one that pulled those shows. Mm
1: -hmm. They were like,
0: we don't want these characters being used over here anymore. Zoop! They're ours again. Um... And so, that's why this two-year thing exists.
1: All are punished.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we get punished because they can't get their crap together.
1: And they get punished because they're not making money. It's mm-hmm. like
0: just idiots. Just idiots. Just <sighs> idiots. Um, next thing we got is Hawkeye reactions. Uh, or, or feedback for the Hawkeye reaction cast uh, the new Hawkeye trailer. Uh, we have Star Wars <laughs> Audio Comics, who's a patron, uh, saying, I have one question after seeing the Hawkeye trailer. When are we getting the complete Rogers musical on Disney Plus?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope soon.
0: Me Sooner rather too. than later, please. I definitely think we're going to see some of it. Like, we see him sitting outside. Like, there's got to be a scene in this show where we get, like, a song self- from the Rogers musical
1: tight-fitting khakis that reminded me so much of the first Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite pair of khakis.
0: <laughs> it's a good pair of khakis. Good pair of khakis. Oh, man. Jeffrey James, similarly, uh, says, Naming the Avengers musical Rogers is a reference to Richard Rogers, co-writer of Oklahoma, a Flower Drum Song, Carousel, South Pacific, The King and I, and Sound of Music of, of Rogers and Hammerstein fame, I believe. Um and mm-hmm. then uh he says I'd like to hear Ashley's comments on Schmigadoon if she's seen it.
1: Oh, I have not seen that. Um it is about like people who get trapped in a town that's like set like the 40s and it the town's like a musical constantly. Oh. So uh I I've, I've been told to check it out and I just haven't had a chance. Oh, that's the new
0: show, right? That's the Yeah, with I, the key I don't from, have Peacock or key whatever the hell key? it's on. Oh, I thought it was on Hulu. Or, or Hulu. I don't know. I have to check. Oh, I have a Hulu account you can borrow.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Let me know. Um,
0: yeah, no, uh, I, I think he, he could be right that that's a reference to Rogers, uh, from Richard Rogers. I actually think it's a reference to Hamilton, um, because it's a, the last name of the character. And if you look at the poster, On the thing, like he's holding the star down and on the poster of Hamilton, he's standing as the point of a star and he's like pointing upward like I yeah, it could be both. It could be both, but I think it's also a Hamilton reference (laughs) and also the back of the stage at the theater they're working in looks like the Hamilton background, like the the upstairs and everything.
1: I'm so bitter at Hamilton right now. I can't even get it out of my mind. Just, I, like, I know. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I, I knew as soon as I brought it up.
1: My eye just twitched. I was like, mm, it's not their fault.
0: <laughs> it's not their fault. To those you don't know. Hamilton beat Bo Burnham's Inside as like variety.
1: Best original variety special of 2020. Right. Which was not Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But the Emmys thought so.
1: Whatever they want to do.
0: Yeah, I just think that the Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham's Inside was not, it was not the taste of the Emmys. Like, those people Mm -hmm. don't get it. The people that vote in the Emmys don't get Bo Burnham's Inside. Bo Burnham's Inside is for people our age, like, that understand the internet and understand, I don't know, and younger. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I feel like anybody can appreciate what he was doing in that little room. Just like, uh, I can't, I can't get it out.
0: They I should understand.
1: lose all the, whoever votes for the Emmys. they're like, I should be me.
0: Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of people saying, you know, the Emmys and the Oscars, like, because what happens is the people that get to vote are people who've like, I forget exactly, but it's like people who've been nominated in the past or something like that are mm-hmm. the voters. And so it's like the people that are the, the amount of like old white men that are still the like overwhelming amount of voters because they're just like, oh, they've yeah. just It been was a very
1: diverse, um, Emmys, Emmys? like award season, but it was, uh, very Emmys, so white. If you saw like a lot of white people won.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and that'll just like, mean uh-oh. <laughs> My, my point in saying it's a bunch of old white men doesn't, isn't to say that they can't have diverse things win. It's that like, they're just a lot of out of touch people. Cause like exactly. literally, people who won 30 and 40 years ago are still in that like rotation.
1: Exactly. That's why, yeah. We'll see what it's like in 20 years.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfortunately, <laughs>
0: I think it'll change a lot.
1: <laughs> mm hmm. Agree.
0: Nathan Stutz says, Hey guys, uh, my name is Nate, but you can call me Crumb like, ah, uh, real monsters. Mm <laughs> Uh, first time reaching out uh, to you guys, but I listen all the time. Uh, when you guys watched the Hawkeye trailer, uh, y'all noticed the Laura Barton mom wasn't there. Well, I had to IMDb it, but it turns out that Linda Cardellini is not listed in the cast, so we definitely are not going to see her. Uh, not sure how they're going to spin that. Maybe her and Clint are having marital problems like you guys were thinking. Anyways, uh, thanks for taking the time to read this and keep up the good work, Wakanda forever. Thanks, Nate Stutz or Crum. <laughs> Crum. <laughs> Thank you, Crum. <laughs> I feel like I'm on Mystery Science Theater 3000 when I call you Crum. I don't. I don't know our real monsters, so
1: it's Crow.
0: It's Crow. I know, but it just sounds like sounds like Crow. <laughs> it sounds like Crum. Crum sounds too much like Crow. <laughs>
1: Um, maybe, yeah, like, they they also, maybe he was on a job in New York City, and the kids maybe came out to visit him while she was home with the baby.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, we talked a lot about it last week, but something we did not notice, I guess, because we just seen the trailer for the first time, we just did our reaction, something we had not noticed is that in the middle of the trailer, he does say, babe, into the phone. He's like, babe, hold on a second. And then he catches the Molotov cocktail and throws it back. Hmm. So I think at that moment, he's got to be talking to his wife. So I think it's just a, I think this is a scheduling snafu between like, Linda Carlini has some show she's working on now that I think she couldn't get out of.
1: Yeah. And they're just stopping by to see him while he's there for, maybe he was planning to go back for actual Christmas and was just in New York, like doing whatever. But I thought he was supposed to be retired.
0: It's a good question. I don't know what he's supposed to be doing at this point. Hmm.
1: He's just retired from being an Avenger.
0: Was he ever retired? He retired from being an Avenger.
1: In Civil War.
0: And after Civil War, but that was because of the Accords.
1: Well, he did it in Civil War because they were like, oh, I thought you were retired. And he was like, oh, I played 19 holes and I shot 19 or 18 or whatever it is. So he <laughs> technically retired in Civil War, which is why he wasn't with them. Okay. When they were in uh, wherever they were at the beginning. Uh,
0: that's right. And then he ends up having to... Go home with like a ankle monitor or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, like just like Ant Man because he made a deal so he could stay with his family, right? But then he goes out as Ronin, so like who knows where he is now? I feel like saving yeah. the universe. But I would
1: hope that after that, yeah, they got a pardon after Endgame.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. After you save the universe, you you're owed yeah. a pardon for sure. But yeah, we didn't notice that last week, and we got a few people writing in and different in the straight up panda chat or whatever, saying like, no, they said he said babe on the phone.
1: If you're just recently getting a divorce or splitting up, sometimes you do fall back into that old way of saying things. You know, sure.
0: absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. I don't.
1: Hopefully, it's not divorce.
0: I hope not. I really... He, he deserves to be happy. They
1: seem like too pure of a family. If they can't make it, what what hope is there for the rest of us? Ashley,
0: <laughs> he deserves to be happy before Yelena stabs him in the heart.
1: <laughs> yeah. Natasha didn't give up her life for him to get a divorce.
0: Right. Oh, that's a good point. Natasha, mm-hmm. if Yelena kills him, it's going to suck so bad because it's like...
1: Unless he divorced his wife.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, like- it's just too many kids, babe. I need to be out on my own. And I just got—I can't deal with my demons. I killed so many people. Like yeah. I just got to be a bachelor again. <laughs> I got to be a bachelor Pow.
0: again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, I don't happen. think
0: that's—I don't think that's his way. I don't think that's his way.
1: I don't know. He's a cool guy now. He's got a sleeve.
0: <laughs> He's, it's true. It's true. Probably
1: getting hit He's on all the time. Dog.
0: Yeah. A dog and a sleeve. <laughs> yes. Like,
1: Is that going to be her dog or his dog?
0: Mm. I don't know. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Good question. I hope it retrieves <laughs> the arrows. That's all I want out of that dog.
1: Yeah. Go get them. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is crazy. Like, he does seem like he has endless supplies of arrows.
0: Yeah. He hasn't had a dog till now. Now. (laughs) Okay. All right. Before we get into all the Spider Man feedback, we're going to take a quick break right after this ad we have no control over. Lots of Spider Man talk right after this. And we're back.
1: And we're back. <laughs> uh,
0: now we get into Spider-Man trailer feedback. So we're talking about all the Spider-Man trailer
1: stuff. Do it. Nathan Codwell on Gmail says, hello, MCU cast. Hello. I've been listening to your podcast for some time now, and this is my first time writing in. I love all these new people writing in. Write in more, newbies. Yeah, I love it. Um, or not newbies, but oldies, but newbies. You know what I mean. <laughs> I want to speculate my theories on the multiverse and the Spider-Verse. Uh, with this upcoming new Spider-Man movie, do you think that maybe Spider-Man will have the upper hand on traveling through dementias from Master Weaver's web links? Huh. Is it possible that that's why we are seeing the shift start working in the multiverse of madness? Is there a chance that Doctor Strange didn't know this and that's the reason for the messed up spell? Let me know your thoughts. I'm excited to hear your response and even more for Marvel's future. Love you guys 3000. Later. Nathan. Did Spider-Man will have the upper hand on time traveling through dimensions from Master Weaver's web links?
0: We we talked a little bit about the the idea of the Spider-Verse. And, like, there's this idea that, like, all the Spider-Men are connected by these, like, entities that are, like, the ultimate spider. And I guess Master Weaver is one of them. I'm not as familiar with the comics version of this. I've seen, like, the one on the cartoon when I was younger, and it's been a long, long time. Um right. I, I think it's possible we will see some of that especially if they get into like a real Spider-Verse situation where he's meeting multiple versions of the Spider-Man. But I hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's essential for this particular movie. I think this movie is going to have to introduce the idea of the multiverse to the common man cuz we've all been seeing it. Um but if they're going to do the multiverse in Spider-Man, it, they have to introduce that idea in a, it like to, to all the people who didn't watch Loki and WandaVision and, uh, what if, you know what I mean? Right. Like, we're all being like prepped for this. Everyone else yeah. has to be introduced. So I feel like introducing the idea of the multiverse and then putting on top of that the layer of the Master Weaver and all that stuff, like, I think they're just going to go pretty simple with the multiverse explanation on this one.
1: God, I hope so.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I do think down the road, all that Spider Verse shit is fully possible.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, especially if he ends up going to Sony and, like, leaving the MCU. <sighs> oh, Much
1: God. Much as I don't like that idea. Blasphemy.
0: Yeah, but you can totally imagine Sony's like, okay, we've made all these popular movies over the last 20 years using Spider-Man. We can now pull from all of our universes and create other universes' whole cloth and just pull from those. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. They
1: just make. they need to make sure they get their correct writers.
0: Yeah, and directors. I'm so excited Sam Raimi's doing Multiverse of Madness. I know I say it like every week. <laughs> so excited.
1: I can't wait. Oh, it's so
0: close. Same. same. So
1: close. Yeah. I just want to know what they're going to do.
0: <laughs> Me too. I just like I can't wait to see and and I know we've talked a little bit about it but like I love Sam Raimi. I loved his early stuff. I love his Spider-Man mm-hmm. stuff. But since then I've kind of fallen off. I haven't really seen a lot of his big budget stuff since Spider-Man or his small budget yeah. like horror stuff that he's produced. And I really need to go back and like, I just can't imagine how he's grown as a filmmaker and I really just haven't We're gonna been We're going to do it. Attention. We
1: have until March to do that on Bidgers. We're going to do yeah, it. That's so. true.
0: That's true. Let's. We should definitely do that. Like pick some good, uh, pick some stuff yeah. from Sam Raimi's oeuvre.
1: Well, we'll start this month. Pick sometime in October to do Drag Me to Hell.
0: Okay. I'm down. I'm down. That would be fun. We will absolutely do that. Okay. (laughs) Up next, we got Dylan Giggs. Is that right? Or did Dylan Diggs? I think
1: it's Dylan Diggs. Yeah.
0: But it says Dylan Giggs. That's weird. Um, That is weird. I don't know why that copied weird. Okay. Dylan Diggs, I'm pretty sure, on Gmail says, short feedback, guys. (laughs) But I did have a thought. After seeing the awesome Doctor Strange episode of What If?, and thinking about the Spider-Verse, it seems like the clearest fixed point in time for Spidey is Uncle Ben dying. Uh, it's happened to Toby, Garfunkel, hee hee hee, and Tom. <laughs> that's right. I love I that it.
1: that's taken off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. Arguably, it's more of a fixed point because it happened across universes. Dude is destined to die. Mm-hmm. I'm not predicting they'll address it in No Way Home, but I'm not ruling it out either. I also don't want them to spend a ton of time on Uncle Ben, but if it is a foundational link for Pete and as a character beat, uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird it hasn't really come up. If Toby does a cameo, I expect some Toby tears about it. <laughs> <laughs> then some Tom cries and Garfunkel grumpiness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Dylan. Um, yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, it is. That's what I liked about these new Spider-Man movies, because even though they're knew we didn't have to start at the very beginning again 100%. and all of the characters had to do that. Like we already know what happened to uncle Ben, but I also do feel like a little lacking in knowledge about like, well, what did happen to this uncle Ben?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And and even go into like the, into the spider verse movie, you find out that like all of the spider people, even um, ones who did not lose their uncle Ben lost someone important to them. It's like a, right. a part of the building of this, like, character that is the spider and like that's what we're talking about with like the spider verse and the crossing over of different spider-men there's some sort of like spider totem in comics that like they're all sort of like based on or something and there's like some like god of the spiders and shit. (laughs) it gets a little weird and trippy i don't know that we're going there but like i do think
1: madam web yeah
0: i mean can you imagine that moment when he like meets an alternate version of himself and he has to talk to him and be like, so, in your world, you didn't have to go through this painful thing I went through. And he's like, no, I, I did too. Yeah. You know what Are I mean? Are parents,
1: your parents dead? Check. Oh,
0: yeah. Un- you Uncle? got an Uncle
1: Ben? Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown.
0: Ever lucky in love? No? Damn.
1: <laughs> There's this one girl, <laughs> uh, Moira Jean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Who's Moira Jean?
1: I don't know. I was making a variant name of Mary Jane.
0: Oh, I get it. I get it. I didn't get it, but I get it. Sorry. <laughs> I, like I it. guess
1: it would just be Mary Jane anyway.
0: Duh, you know, who knows? What kind of variants <laughs> are out there?
1: Sherman Smith on Gmail says, I had in the reason Peter isn't having a scroll just impersonate him. I don't think Peter or most other people are aware of the scroll's existence or their abilities and Fury isn't even on Earth to reach out to Peter about it. Mm. Um except
0: the guy filling in for Fury that brought it to Parker in the last in in the uh Far from Home movie. Uh he has a connection to Peter hmm. himself. So like it, you if,
1: got him in some serious trouble.
0: Yeah, so I would think that that guy would offer. Uh, was it Talos Is that his name? Um, Talos. I would think he would offer to help if if need be. But um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild that like, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe maybe you're right though. Maybe the, maybe Talos has left Earth. Maybe has um maybe Fury still gone? I think we're gonna find that out soon because we know. Looks like Maria Rambo took off at Monica. Monica, Monica Rambo. Monica, Sorry. yeah. I get them mixed up. Um. Okay. Oh, I meant to say about to Dylan Diggs uh, a minute ago, we were talking about fixed points. I just think fixed points mean something different in this version of the MCU right now. Like, the fixed point that Doctor Strange had seems to be something different than what I think of as a fixed point from, like, Doctor Who or Star Trek or whatever when they talk about fixed points it's like they talk about in every universe this has to happen but in it seems in this they're talking about something that has to happen for that specific universe to exist Um, so sort of similar to what the Nexus event is so I don't I don't mm. know it seems very different than what we think of in other sci-fi as fixed points
1: yeah it's
0: a good point uh let's see all right, here we go. We got a long one. Uh, Benjamin Negabalto. got to do it in
1: Australia. Oh. emit Mitt, Jeff.
0: <laughs> you could do it. From Australia. I, I, I am no Jeff. I am no Jeff. <laughs> so another shrimp. Uh, yeah, nope. Nope. We're not going to Ma- do it.
1: Mitt, Jeff, Ashley. No order of favoritism. Love you all the same. <laughs> go ahead. Not Australian at all. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've listened to Captain Marvel since you started the podcast.
0: Hey, you got got close to a bit of a Kiwi thing going there. Okay, here we go. Uh, Benjamin Nekvapil on Gmail uh, from Australia. Thanks for writing in from Australia. Uh, Sorry, we butchered the accent there for a second. Hi, Matt, Jeff, and Ashley. Not in order of favoritism. Love you all the same. We love you, too, Yeah, sure, whatever. We love you, too. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: I've been listening since Captain Marvel, and you guys are the only podcast I listen to consistently. And the first podcast I ever enjoyed, uh, with the recent Spider-Man trailer and most recent What If episodes, I have some theories in the works. Mm. Hmm. Firstly, well, first off, let's say thank you, Benjamin, for all those yeah. listenings. Appreciate you, man. That's a huge compliment that we're the only podcast you listen to regularly. Now let's get into these theories. Firstly, uh, the latest episode of What If shows us how dangerous Doctor Strange can be. I believe that the episode was set during the blip, if it happens in the this universe. As he states, it's been two years since Christine's death, putting us somewhere in 2018. Doctor Strange has had an amazing character arc, but this seems to set him back quite a bit. And although not in our universe, it shows that he is capable of terrible things. This gives some validity to the theory that Doctor Strange turns evil in no way home. It's either that or Mephisto, because something's not right with our favorite magic doctor. Mm, what do you think?
1: <laughs> I think um, I think the more that I thought about it, his character arc didn't take him so far away from the Doctor Strange that we see there, because... I feel like we talked about it before yeah. the last time, like we saw him in doctor strange. He was still pretty cocky up into the end. True. And then the next time we see him as in Ragnarok, he was equally as cocky with uh, Thor and Loki. Mm-hmm. And then just as cocky with, um, Thanos. Tony and yeah. making some bad decisions with not leaving or getting out of there with the stone, like Tony said, and a lot of things he did with Thanos. And then the next time we see him in Endgame, it's very short. So I don't think he's too off colour from the Doctor Strange that we know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and Tony, throughout the entirety of his run, until the very end, he always had a selfish streak. And he always had sort of like I mean, even like inventing time travel without being fully sure how it was going to affect everything, um, he he invented time travel. Like he has this problem, he had these problems, and like that <laughs> makes for good characterization when a character continues to have problems. You don't want them to be fully fixed, and I think mm-hmm. that Doctor Strange is the same way. That he's like, there's there's some issues that he's still working through, and they're some of the same ones he's had since the beginning. You know.
1: Yeah, losing out, not being able to save Tony, not being able to stop Thanos before all of that, and then having somebody tell him that there's yet another thing he can't do, to something so simple to help somebody who is not, like, I hate to say it, but so like meaningless to him. Right. Like, I'm sure Peter, Peter is somebody he knows, but he doesn't see him as a ward like Tony did mm-hmm. uh, at that point, at least. So, to be told you can't do something like that to help somebody... I don't know. I I just feel like I could see him making a big mess, just like he did when he learned too much about the Time Stone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. And so far, that has led to him being able to overcome those things. But maybe Multiverse of Madness is the consequence of him finally meeting his match, as it were. Like, he does Mm -hmm. something so uh, irresponsible that it, like, Breaks the multiverse, uh, in, into madness, you know? And we already know that it's possible to break open the multiverse because of yeah. what happened within Loki.
1: I hope that all of those events simultaneously happen at the same time. Like whatever he's gonna do in this happens at the same time that Sylvie kills the ancient one and it's the same time that Wanda becomes Scarlet Witch. Like I hope it's like everything just happened to happen at once and mm. just boom.
0: Well, the multiverse. Thing, the thing <laughs> is, is it inherently does in that like the, the what's happening with Loki, the way I see it anyway, the way the everybody's asking like, what, who's breaking the multiverse? You know, like who is it? Who caused it?
1: It's all the finger points,
0: (laughs) right? Yeah. The, the Spidermans and stuff. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Like who's breaking the multiverse? And it's like, like Sylvia made it possible for the multiverse to break, but every Nexus event is its own fault. Like, no, none right. of those Nexus events are causing the other Nexus events. I mean, they can, but, like, each of these things is just another offshoot timeline. All these what-ifs, even. And they all happen from the he-who-remains-his perspective. They all happen at the same time, but they're all happening on the timeline. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. hmm Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. We got uh, continuing Benjamin's feedback. Another quick theory I had was how the X-Men may be introduced given the Shang-Chi and Spider-Man trailers. Oh, this must be older. Sorry about that. Um, it is clear that Wong has taken up cage fighting during the blip. You cannot change my mind on this.
1: You didn't have to. <laughs> didn't you are right. To. You were right.
0: Uh, which other Marvel character has taken up cage fighting in their spare time? Wolverine. Wolverine will be introduced to the MCU as he faces up against Wong in the underground cage
1: fight. That would have been cool.
0: Well, (laughs) the thing is, it still could be cool. We know that Wong's like leaving with a suitcase in multiverse in a Spider Man. Like maybe. Yep.
1: Yeah. More sandwich money.
0: He's going to get some snicked, you know? (laughs) Sneaked. Getting some, getting some anti-adamantium on that Wong, that fellow. Uh, Okay. (laughs) On a slightly unrelated note, I am in Australia. And in my state, we are currently in lockdown for an unknown amount of time. This means Don't this, I know uh, it. Yeah. This means that all the cinemas are closed. Already missed the release of The Suicide Squad. Dang. This also means that we will miss Shang-Chi, uh, which makes me very sad. And I've been very excited for this movie since it was announced. Hopefully, uh, we will open up again soon. But sadly... I think it will be spoiled for me at some point. Shout out to all the people in lockdown at the moment who can't see new cinema releases. A first world problem, I know, but still annoys me. Love you all 3,000 and all the content you create. Benji.
1: Benji, I'm with you and I'm disgusted. Disgusted that uh, Disney Plus didn't do something for all of you people around the world who couldn't see the movie. yeah. Like, if there were people who weren't going to be able to see it, I know they can control that stuff by countries because I'm a scientist or whatever. Um, but they could have <laughs> released it to certain countries the same way that they do, like, YouTube as a certain thing or Netflix as a certain thing. I don't know how it works, but I know they could have done it. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't do it for you guys is monstrous. And I'm so sorry that it happened.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I-, I know that, like, at least give us, like, a windowed release where, like... Okay, fine. You don't want to release it day and date, but make it two weeks after Shang-Chi drops. Let it drop on Disney Plus Yeah,
1: not 45 days.
0: Yeah. it's It sucks. It really sucks. Yeah.
1: Total, write strongly total. worded letters to Robert, Roger Egger. What is what's his name? No Whoever idea. has that, the biggest yacht at Disney, we should just write him a lot of letters. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, way down his yacht with all the letters. Weigh it down. <laughs> Sink
1: his yacht. Sink his his yacht. Uh, How big's your yacht got to be?
0: Right. <laughs> Matthew Nace on Gmail says, "Dear Ashley and the Ashettes." That's right. One of my favorite monikers so far.
1: <laughs> yat da, da 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 da. Yat. Sorry. da da uh, uh. da da da. da, da. <laughs>
0: I'm taking a huge flyer on this trailer. Uh, I'm thinking of the timeline and Strange's weird vibes. Wanda Vision happened right after Endgame. In Far From Home, we know Strange is preoccupied, and that is m- and that is months later. Uh, my thought is that after Wanda left, Strange went to clean up her mess from the mystical slash magical perspective. Perhaps he even did a spell to rid all the magic remaining, which means mm. Agatha would be free from Wanda's spell and backed her old self. Strange then has to go search after Wanda, leaving his sanctum, who knows of the Source Supreme, and is out to amass power over Wanda and is skilled in transfiguration? It was Agatha all along. Ooh, hmm. Can you imagine? Let, just pausing for a second on his feedback. Can you imagine if we got Agatha all along oh, on the it. big screen? Like the song, rep- a reprisal of the see, song? I like
1: Agatha versus Doctor Strange.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, she steps into Strange's role. She might already have a connection to the multiverse because she ha- said she grabbed... Uh, Because she said she just grabbed any Pietro uh, to fool Wanda. Then Peter shows up and wants crazy magic uh, with a kick help.
1: Oh, I get it. I get it. That's an Infinity War joke. (laughs) Magic with a kick.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, Strange even gives that wink that Peter, after saying he won't do the spell... Uh She's good at magic. That is a very Agatha wink, now that I think about that it. W- yeah. Bing! Bing! Um, she's good at magic, but also has her limits and takes on too much trying to do the spell uh, for bleeps and giggles, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is why Strange is so focused on the spell and not confident. uh Doing the impossible like he always seemed to be. And Strange even looks like he's floating on a broom (laughs) during that one sequence, uh, just like our favorite anti-hero witch. I know it's a million-to-one long shot, but maybe we'd get another song out of it. Uh, Keep up the great content, (laughs) Matt. Thank you, Matt.
1: It is a good point. I think Doctor Strange does have, like, uh, his call on the wink, because he does that to Tony Stark in Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's got his true. little bing, so yeah. the two of them, they do have very similar...
0: the The whole, like, Doctor Strange is acting weird thing... I never really bought into it too hard. Like, I think Doctor Strange is acting like Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah, I I went hard after I first saw the trailer that he was acting more Mephisto-y, just because that's what I want. <laughs> but um, in retrospect, I do think, you know, the more I thought about it and the more I was like, well, wait, what character development? We saw him yeah. in Endgame where he seemed like he... Was, you know, running shit. But that's not actually what was happening. Like, we just saw him for a second. And if you watch the deleted scenes from Endgame, like, him and Tony start screaming at each other during the entire thing. So, it's like, Man. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's it's a fair point. Like, I I definitely know there's a lot of Mephisto heads out there that want it to be that. And there's definitely, is, like... Is
1: that what you labeled us? Yeah,
0: you're Mephisto heads. Uh. Um, <laughs> uh, the The... <sighs> Th- th- there's some definitely like clues to it. Like, have you seen that image of Mephisto where he's like in front of the fully white?
1: Oh yeah, uh, with the glass of wine. Yeah,
0: with the glass of wine, and like it's very similar to Doctor Strange standing with oh, his cup in front. Matt,
1: you're drinking the Kool Aid. Oh,
0: oh, I, I, you know, I see, I see the connections, but like, yeah, I just never really thought he wasn't Doctor Strange. Like, I, I think yeah, that either. like, he ag- he's acting like Doctor Strange. Um, Yeah, me too. There's no real strong evidence. I think they're just trolling
1: us now. No,
0: see, no. Some people I think feel really strongly that he is acting really out of character, and I just don't see it. But I,
1: well, even his hair didn't look right, and that was something I was harping on. So we'll see. Right, see what happens. I wonder if
0: there's like CGI still to be done on the hair.
1: I hope so. Like finish your trailer's goddamn it.
0: Yeah. That's a... But you know what? If as long as the trailer's not too bad and there's some crazy cool things in there, you we look forget like Count
1: Chocula. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. Totally Count Chocula.
1: Andre Sparks on Facebook says, "Hey Ashley, Jeff, and Matt, I was just listening to the Spider-Man theory episode and I had a few thoughts I wanted to share." We keep thinking that this could lead to Multiverse of Madness, but maybe it will lead into the Spider-Verse 2. Did you all know they were going to originally put Tom Holland in it, but decided to hold off? Maybe this is what they decided to do to get him in there, or maybe this will lead to a surprise live-action Multiverse Spider-Man movie. I can see it now. End credit scene. Miles and Gwen show up and say, we need your help. What do you think? Keep up the great work, Andre.
0: I love the idea of the actual spider into the Spider Verse crossing over with these this presumed spider confluence of events that we're <laughs> going to get in these coming Spider Man movies. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do it, but I love the idea.
1: Hmm.
0: It'd be cool. I mean, Gwen. You know, at the end of Spider Verse, Gwen comes back and's like, "Hey, we we need you. I need your help, or whatever." And like they could absolutely just do that to more Peter Parker's and Tom Holland could be one of those. And especially, I don't know. I'm like torn to whether I want like a live action version of those characters or if I want straight up Roger rabbit, (laughs) like like a
1: half and half. I might be able to deal with a half and half,
0: right? I think you could get behind a half and half.
1: As long as they all curse and smoke cigarettes like they did in Roger Rabbit.
0: <laughs> the one way you'll accept animation. There's lots more cursing and smoking hey, I'm here. <laughs> well, it's the little baby smoking, too. That's what's so... Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. See, I, yeah, I think we could even get the Ashleys of the world in on on, an, on a half an hour. Yeah. Half.
1: Just give me a baby smoking a cigar and I got you. <laughs>
0: yeah so i i'm on board i want to i want to see it um i want to see it real bad me too yeah that's fine all right well uh you guys i guess that's we did that's, it. that's all the feedback we we got through all the feedback tonight and we're caught up and we're going to be doing more feedback episodes we're probably gonna try to do a commissioned episode next week since we finally yes. got a chance to catch up on all the feedback
1: It was a, it was a very busy two weeks here at the MCU
0: cast. We, I mean, if you can look at the feed and tell, I think there were four episodes that dropped this week and there'll be two this week, this coming week. And then last week, the week before that, there was three or four. Like it's, it's been a, it's been a lot of things to cover here lately. I love it. Me too. And Venom. Gorging. I, I can't believe Venom's coming out so soon and we have to do it. We have to cover it, right? Like it's very likely to have an MCU crossover.
1: Did we cover the first one?
0: Um, I think we might have done.
1: Is it coming out to streaming somewhere?
0: Actually, I don't think we ever did cover the first one. I think maybe we talked about it at some point. but
1: I feel like we'll watch it, see if it's relevant, and then we'll see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll probably go see it on opening night. And if it it crosses over, immediately get in the feed and be like, you guys have to go see it. (laughs) Um,
1: No spoilers, but you got to go see it.
0: (laughs) Um, all right, well, guys, thank you so much again. Uh, we're doing the review contest. Every review we get in September Woo! for any of the Stranded Panda podcasts uh, gets an entry into win a thing, uh, an Oculus Quest, or a Nintendo Switch. So go to <laughs> strandedpanda.com/slash contest. It has all the rules and all the links to all the shows on Apple Podcasts. Just go give reviews. You can get up to nine entries to win because you can uh, review all nine of our current stranded panda podcasts. We're just trying to get more visibility for all these shows that are working so hard to make cool content for you guys. Um, and really the point is if while you're there, listen to an episode, check it out. Cause they're all good podcasts. Um, yeah. and they're all covering, you know, a lot of the stuff you like already. So it's a lot of fun. And, uh, anything, anything else you want to say, miss Ashley?
1: Nope, I think that's it. I think we did a good job. We got through all that. We did good.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. We'll love you. 3,000. Peace.
1: Until next time, true believers.